No Capping Podcast, where we bring to you the lifestyle, the insight and the culture alongside some wavy special guests whilst we sip on a bit of Havana Club. You know the vibes. Come join me. What's going on? What's cracking? What is happening? I go by the name of Krista Capo. You know the vibes. We are in the building. Another episode of No Capping. Big up to every single person that's been interacting. Um, I'm excited for this one. I'm very, very, very excited for this one. I've got two lovely, lovely special guests in the building. Do you guys want to introduce yourself? Should I do it? Which one would you prefer? I can do it. Icon. Are you, well, we both just... Yeah, 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 bro, do you, yeah, spit, yeah, spit your bars, man. <laughs> spit your bars. Oh, gosh. Um, if yeah. it's sick, I'll give you a wheeler. I'll give you a money. I'll give you a money pull up if it's proper sick as well. No, that's too much pressure. Sure. That's too much pressure. Right, no, cool, no, no, just <laughs> you ain't trying to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, my name is Shante. I am a writer, a presenter. Um, what what do I even say about myself? I'm so bad at this. I'm a journalist. Um, gosh, I do lots of stuff. I'm currently working on my first book, which is about the Black British Power Movement. Um, and I have a series with Channel 4 called How Not To Be Racist. And we are currently working on the second season of the show, which is really exciting. Um, yeah. That was a bad boy season, you know, I can't lie to Thank you. Thank you. I think that's the first I time. Enjoyed, right, I enjoyed that so much. I feel like as if you just got literally every experience just out. It was good. And yeah, man. It's a lot sick. of fun. Second person? Um, I'm Taser Black. Um, I do a couple of things, but the main thing is I'm a third of the award-winning podcast, Three Shots Tequila. And then Jeez. I'm also co-director of an events company called Faded. Jeez. Taser well known for, you know, making dark skin look cool since 2000 and... <laughs> Nine, ten, pretty much. <laughs> um, before we do go further, you guys all good? Everyone yeah, Gucci? Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing we always do before we do start is we always have to do a shot. We mm. always have to do a shot here. No one drove here, right? I'm surprised like I haven't yeah, Exactly. That's just a little celebration shot. All right, cool. What are we celebrating? Fabulous. Um, life. Freedom. Freedom. Oh, yeah, for real. Oh, wait, you have yeah. to do eye contact or bad luck. What, as I take the shot as well? No, as you do, as you, um, oh, cheers. Okay, cool. I was about to say, cheers, <laughs> cheers. Yeah, you got to do it, otherwise oh, it's bad luck. Google it. Woo, my bad. All right, cool, uh, let's go. Three, two, one. <coughs> Big shot. A lie? <coughs> mm, I was not involved in that. Correct me if I'm wrong, that's a double, right? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's, it's, that's definitely not a single. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm not looking at the person who done that still. He's responsible for it. <coughs> Um, <laughs> um, briefly, you did mention about lockdown. Yeah, I feel like as if this is like the beginning of the end, and things are actually open. Mm-hmm. Um, here's this one thing I want to discuss with you guys. I went out on Sunday. I don't know if you guys were there as well for Henry's birthday. Yeah, I was there. Big up Henry. Um, sick event. Social anxiety whoops my ass, man. I can't lie to you. I don't think I can do this partying thing anymore. You know, <laughs> I was proper struggling, like. I remember, like, it came a point where the rhythms are being played, like, bed, bed, like, bangers. I'm standing, I'm literally just like, what Taser's doing, I'm stroking my beard, just sitting there, chilling, trying to nod my head, and I was like, I don't even know how to dance anymore, bruv. <laughs> like, I feel like I need a tutorial on how to party again and how to socialise. Everyone was jumping up and down and all sorts, and I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Um, have you guys been thrown in the same predicaments, or have you had that little glimpse of partying yet? Um, for me, um, it was the first lockdown. You know, we kind of came out for a little bit. Oh, yeah, summer. That tease, yeah. That, yeah. That tease. That's when I had that. Because I had yeah. events where people were coming and just getting drunk from like the first hour. Like 
<laughs> past normal drunk. Like yeah, this yeah. is like I'm white white girl wasted. Yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. already. But it's because they've been under they've been in lockdown for so long. They're yeah. just so and that was kind of when you had to wear your mask still, stay at your table. So I'm having to walk around and tell people, listen, excuse me, can you Swear. still sit down? Yeah, it was long, it was hard. But coming from an events background, I, f- I do hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to take a while. Yeah. It's going to just take a while because I had an event on Saturday and people were enjoying Do you still have to wear your mask whilst? No, 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 oh. no. So wait, hold on. So at the first event that you said that you had in like last summer, mm-hmm. I believe, um, you had to wear your mask whilst you wear, partying. Yeah, you had to wear your mask um, whilst moving around the venue and at your table. Table you could only six, re- right? yeah you, yeah table of four or six yeah, you yeah. could only really remove your mask if you're about to drink your drink. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know every place I've been to though, you still like. I mean, maybe it's just because I'm used to it now. But when I mm. leave my space to you know go to the toilet and stuff, I always put on my mask. Sorry, yeah, I'm not yeah. talking to Mike. So I just feel like I just do that anyway now. But oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, but you don't yeah. have to now. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, right, some right. some venues will ask you to, mm-hmm. but. And it will be like in the terms and conditions, but if yeah. you actually do it, they're not gonna get onto you. I went into yeah. the shop yeah. today with no mask, not because I wanted to. I just didn't take my mask out of my car. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy looked at me and was just like, mm, "All right, cool." But mm. I know that yeah. this was like nine months ago. With him, like, "Hey, hey, hey go get your go mask." Get one, so. yeah. yeah. Do they hand them out to you in the events or? No, nah, bring it on. You have to bring it on. <laughs> and even with that, I feel like as if like because we know this mask thing is for life now. To be fair, pretty much. Yeah. We know I mean, this I'll is still be, be wearing masks on public transport. Actually. Exactly. Seriously. Yeah, I think I will. I can't lie. I think I will still. Oh, because also it's a good way to also like just if you want to cut through something real quick, just slap on your mask. No one knows it's you. I mean, that's, that's oh, in you. that sense, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. I see what you're saying. The you social like rapper, yeah, you could look like a draw rapper. Just cut through <laughs> real quick, in and out. Um, but it's the issue of what type of mask to get. Like, do I get a drippy one? Because I've seen people with like the LV ones. Like with the well, if you're really concerned about COVID, <laughs> you don't want to be spotted. <laughs> no, what, no, what I'm saying is, if you want to be concerned about COVID, then your mask should technically be a PPE one, no. Yeah, the LV mask. All ones that have the little filters in it and stuff yeah, like the that. The LV mask is not stopping the you from LV contracting that's got the COVID. Filter inside, that, I think. Oh, does it? I think so. Okay. No, I, don't it. It. <laughs> I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. That's just leather on your face. <laughs> it's not even an actual thing, though, is it? It's that someone who customizes it and makes it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, Besides from that, yo, have how have you found it with like post lockdown? Um, I've been I've been gagging for outside. Like mm-hmm. I have been dying to out. So like Henry <laughs> Swing was so good. Yeah. I remember I went to I think like Ju- Julia Danuga did like a friends and family viewing of um, Catfish, okay. and I just like came along with someone who was invited and like. That was kind of my first, my first out, out experience. And I was like, my mind was blown. I was like, this is crazy. And I think now I'm just like, any single thing someone invites me to, I go. Seriously. Like someone just has to send a link, I'll just buy tickets. A few times I've <laughs> bought tickets for events on the same day because I'm just so much like, yeah, I'm just yeah. ready to be outside. Cause I just feel like before I was so, I don't know. I just never really wanted to go out that much. I was very much like, oh, I'll just stay at home. Oh, next time, oh, I can't be bothered. And I think being in lockdown all that time made me realize that, gosh, I'd I'd kind of like isolated myself from so many people and from Mm -hmm. so many great experiences for no good reason, really. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like now I'm really motivated to just like go out and meet people and have a good time. Like literally in two weeks, I'm going to like Lisbon for a month just to like, just to go. Like all the work I do, I do from a laptop anyway. So I can do all that stuff stuff from abroad like yeah. unless it's filming and I can come back for that but I'm really just trying to to live and experience because I just feel like lockdown made me realize how much I 
denied myself from doing just and I didn't have a good reason for it yeah, yeah. I didn't want to and I don't know how much of that is a good reason all the time I feel like to some extent I definitely do agree with you on that it's just hard though sometimes man because sometimes you just take the risk of going to somewhere you think this may not potentially bang mm. um, I remember the last few times I went raving before lockdown and the best part of the night was the journey back home and going <laughs> bagel king <laughs> Was literally yeah, going Bagel King. Mm. That was the best part of it. Or the the post rave shower, going in like chilling, putting the Netflix on to sleep. That mm. was my highlight of the night. <laughs> like honestly, that, I just found it so bad. And it's like with people throwing stuff out, and I'm like, yeah, not yet. Mm. The social not stuff yet. is hard though. I've I've noticed that like, I don't know. In social situations, I feel a bit more like anxious now in a way that mm. I wouldn't be before. Like, yeah. I feel like a year of being inside and only being around like friends or like family. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just find it so weird or not friends, but like flatmates and family that yeah, like yeah, picking yeah. up social cues and reading people and stuff like that. I'm like, it's just, it is really weird. And That's I weird. like it so weird. I wrote an article for the Evening Standard about basically like people in their twenties and their early teens who feel like they've like lost their best years essentially to the virus. And one thing that came up a lot, I don't know why I'm telling the story, but whatever, I might as well finish. Yeah. One thing that came up a lot is that a lot of people in their like twenties and their teens that have things like ADHD and, and autism, mm. they spent years and years of their lives getting to learning how to communicate with people. Then they went into lockdown three and a half and then they came back out and they just, they couldn't speak to people because they'd lost all that practice. So like that social thing is a huge, huge, huge issue for a lot of people who've been in lockdown for a year. Definitely makes sense. Detour. I think you just got to ease into it. Yeah. Yeah. Slowly like take at your own pace. Even if you come and it's like, you only want to be there for an hour, do that. Yeah. Just try it. Because eventually, eventually we're all going to be out. Yeah. Like you don't want to be the one that's like lost. Because like what's going to happen is, even when they did that, um, you remember when they introduced the curfew? Of course. Yeah, yeah 10 p.m. Yeah. 10, 10 p.m. Shoreditch. Oh my God. I heard it was popping. Like after <laughs> 10 p.m., the strip was it, crazy. It didn't make sense. It yeah. didn't make sense how yeah. many people were out. And when I say drunk off yeah. their faces at 10 p.m., <laughs> no one knows how they're getting home. People are just sitting on the road like, it's only 10 o'clock, I'm yeah, not getting home. Yeah. Police are having to like, Oh, can everyone go home? It's like, why? Yeah, yeah. this is what you you don't make curfew. Do you know what I think that's what's going to happen again once we're. I think we've this June the twenty twenty first. Yeah, yeah. Or has it been delayed again? You can't predict anything, and this mm-hmm. is why I'm like, I just need to be out all the time. I need to do all the things I said I wanted to do because I have no idea what's coming up next. Yeah, and I think that fear is like is in me right now. So when you're looking through your twenty twenty pictures and seeing those, just nothing. Nothing, just indoors. Just not, just indoors selfies. Watching Instagram lives and tweets. <laughs> Do you know what though? Screaming on Clubhouse. That's, yelling. No, shout out those who've done that. No. Man, respect that was my lowest moment. I can't lie. I, I was embarrassed. I hate you know about it. At the time it was entertaining. I can't lie to you. Clubhouse was entertaining. I'm not going to lie. It was there bad. was that period where it, it was, was toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There was that people period. are going, I'm like, you lot are going to meet in Box Park at one day. You know? Yeah. How are you shouting like this? I swear your underscore, underscore, <laughs> <laughs> finest dreams, underscore. Mate, people it was when, angry, you know? It was when yeah. all the like, the like, the 21 year olds were like having their like 21 year old beef and stuff <gasps> like that. And I was just listening like, oh my God, this is so entertaining. Like, this is what the kids are arguing but about we're, these we're days. We're bad for, for egg and a <laughs> I know. No, I, I like it. <laughs> Continue. What are they called planting Twitter? Is that what they call them? Yeah, literally, yeah. The <laughs> Gen Z lot, the, the electric scooter dons. They, 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 they see life different, man. They don't care. They're so reckless. They were literally trying to square up on the clubhouse. You know, Bro. I'm thinking someone's parent must have walked into the room <laughs> and asked questions. Because you're shouting by you're yourself. Shouting. <laughs> you're Down making noise. I just put my phone on charge. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, 
yo, pick up them, man. But um, one thing before we do get things popping, we always like to ask like a random question from the cup. If you look on the table right in the middle, you'll see like a cup with random um, papers in there. One of you guys want to Ladies Oh, but you're closer to it. Right, do you want me to hand you one as well? Oh, we have one each. I thought uh, we answered the same one. Oh, we can start with the same oh, one. Okay. Oh, okay. Start okay. With one, yeah. right, okay, me, then grab two. Let me kind of dig in. Okay, there's one. Thank you. No. If it's peak, I did not write that shit respectfully. I'm judging off of reaction of who gives that. Uh... All right, Taser's given a jet reaction. Yeah, we'll see, a we'll a this is a good question. One. This is a good question. Oh, shall I read it out? Yeah, go on. Okay, does likability play a part on whether someone is cancelled or not? Shoot, then. Do we answer it? Of course. Um, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Mm, it does. 100%. That's why some people, you know, they do something, their career goes up in flames. Others, they are forgiven. Mm. Do you know what? It's funny enough that you mentioned that. I just briefly want to touch on this because I was having a conversation um, in a barbershop about this um, earlier on today and was talking about people are artists or people that have been cancelled. And I said to them, look, if it's an artist that I personally like, I'm going to justify that shit to some extent, unless it's something that's completely fuckery that they've done. So there was like, all right, prime example would be Michael Jackson. I was like, Michael Jackson, bruv, he made, he made, made thriller. He made off the wall. Like, I'm going to justify that shit. As much as I may not be, I may not have a concrete evidence and stuff like that because of the likability. Whereas if it was an artist that I don't know, I'm not really that interested in, like they could do the slightest of things and if everyone says we're cancelling them, I'm like, all right, fair enough. It is what it is. You feel me? And I don't know, I just feel like the likability plays a major, major factor into it. So if you are a fan of someone or you like their work or you have, I don't know, let's say a personal memory or moment to that person's work, you may find yourself subconsciously justifying the shit that they might have done. Um, I wouldn't even go to... Yeah, I agree with you, but mm. another artist I would say, I don't know if I can say his name. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure everyone knows who I'm talking about. R&B, King of R&B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. Yeah, so yeah. with him, yeah, I don't justify what he's done, but he's the one example that I would use where I could say I could separate the art from the person. But, yeah. Because the art is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but it's hard, it's hard. It's about, about what he was like as a person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, which is why I said it's hard. Mm. So I personally think twice mm. when listening to his music now yeah, because yeah. it's like it's actually facts what he's done like you said with Michael Jackson it's still up in the air whether yeah, it's true yeah, or yeah. not with him it's facts yeah but the art is I mean step in the, <laughs> step in the name of love <laughs> you know what I'm so, yeah. step but, in the name but, of love but, but <laughs> I can honestly say this year I haven't listened to his music yeah I haven't listened to his music but if, if I walked into a room and someone was playing his music I wouldn't be like turn that off yeah, 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 yeah but do you no. think it's not a conversation about likability it's a conversation about legacy and impact if somebody has had a huge impact on black weddings black chris- mm-hmm. christenings like mm-hmm. their songs Birthdays. have been played we associate yeah. them so much with significant cultural events because they have such a legacy of then of course it becomes really difficult to say I can no longer associate with that person yeah. and I don't think it's because they are likeable I think it's just because we associate their art with our happiest moments, moments. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, so I, I wonder if it's if it's more that. But then in at, on the flip side, yes, I think likability is also an issue. But with these huge legacy artists, you know, your Michael Jackson, your he who shall not be named, mm-hmm. you know, they have a they they are associated to so many memories in our lives. Their music yeah. kind of lives on throughout generations. They still inspire people. So that's why it's really difficult to to be like, oh, I can't deal with this person. Who can we say that recently has just been cancelled? Octavian. 
No saving. I don't even care about him in anyway. So when I mean, I don't. Yeah. When everyone said cancel him, I was like, yeah, cool. Fair enough. When I done a little research as to what the crime was, yeah, I'm not bothered. Yeah, but um. That one's, I guess, the crime. Everyone can agree. Yeah, that's yeah, facts. Yeah, you know I mean that like, no yeah. one's gonna be like, you will, but mm. yeah, yeah, that's what people still do though. You see, like even with like R. Kelly, like the way the way people were protesting outside court, protesting outside prison, like free him. Do you know what I mean? Like people always make <laughs> excuses. Of, uh, no, a lot of them individuals. were women as well. Yeah, that's no, they were. Like, they were. The women paying his bill to get him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but, bad, you know? but you know, but you know why this is this this is why I say this guy's the greatest ever, yeah, Dave Chappelle, because he's got a joke, yeah. Well, it's not really a joke. Let's say he's just kind of like a story. You know the way yeah, he tells yeah, his yeah. jokes is, yeah. he said something along the lines of, um, when women started the Me Too movement, he said he was for it, but yeah. he said the way that they were kind of going about it is going to be very very problematic because of, of stuff like that. Yeah. So. These women know what R. Kelly done was wrong. I said his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wrong. It's wrong. But because, <laughs> but because <laughs> they themselves weren't the ones that were chosen, it's mm. not a problem. Yes. And that's another, and that's another thing that yeah. I don't like about the whole cancel culture. It's, it's very selective. We, yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah, selective. Yeah, but women aren't monolith though. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. People always make excuse, excuses for abusers, women or men. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that with the Me Too movement, it was about, you know, I guess creative industries or acting and, mm-hmm. and sexual assault and acting. And those who came out were mainly women, but people like Terry Crews had also been sexually assaulted. Like he was a huge part of the Me Too movement, but you know, men also will really discredit sexual assault. It. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. I think with like these huge sort of, of, of movements, it, I don't know. I think it, it doesn't make sense to say, well, other women support it, but like, like black people are labor, black people are conservative. Like, do you know what I mean? Like people can, I guess well, groups of people can hold two ideas at the same time because we're not all the same. You know mm. what I mean? No, but I'm, I agree with you. But what I'm saying is because of that is why it's hard for this cancel culture to survive because mm. that same person that you're trying to cancel might have an idea that I agree with. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Do you know what? I think it's hard though because in a weird way, like, I don't know if cancel culture even exists. I think even when we think about like the, the history of uh like I guess cancel culture or like political correctness a lot of it stems from like liberal arts colleges in the US and mm-hmm. like essentially this fear that you know if we teach people about these like liberal ideas then you know that this essentially it was about like conservatism and it was about this idea that you know how can we have conservatism in society if people believe these liberal things or if people are too scared to say things mm-hmm. and so much of like there's a, a brilliant brilliant podcast um, um, called I can't, I can't remember the name, but I'll, I'll find it. I'll send it to you and you can link it. Yeah. But they basically chart this entire history and how it was essentially just a bunch of like people on the right being like, I tried to teach this thing and I said this wrong word and people were really angry at me. But then when you actually dig into the truth of it, none of that stuff happened. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is the same with council culture. If you look at people like JK Rowling, who's been extremely, extremely transphobic, they're still making Harry Potter games, Harry Potter no. cups, Harry Potter Crocs, Harry Potter everything. She's got a whole new kids book coming out. Do you know what I mean? Like she's got a play flipping on in the West End. Like, and she she claims to have been canceled. You know, she got all of those writers to sign a letter saying, you know, I've been canceled and life is so horrible for me. Okay, but you're still a billionaire. Yeah. You're still a millionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still making a huge, huge bank off this franchise. And as much as people will be like I'm not reading Harry Potter anymore other people are yeah. and that's why she can make money from it so as much as she claims to have been cancelled has she really been cancelled and does anyone really get cancelled do you know what I mean I see I don't I think there's been some extreme measures where some people have been like X'd out whereas there's some people where as you said there may be 
not of popular, the masses may not mess with them anymore. Mm. But behind closed doors, there's people that are still mm. listening or supporting them by any mm. means necessary. Prime example is being Donny that was mentioned earlier. Yeah. You know, um, you're not going to hear him in a rave. Mm-mm. You say that now. You think? Someone will play him. It's just a matter of how everyone responds to it. If someone plays wonderful, you're in the corner like, oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Or it could go left where everyone just stones the DJ. Like, hey, what are you doing? It, it could, mm. Do you know what I mean? But someone's going to try it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's even a UK rapper that I'm, I don't want to say his name, but yeah. I feel like someone's going to play his song because he's got banging songs. Yeah. But, the crime he allegedly committed, some yeah. people might not be like, nah, it's not true, is it? so they might still play his song. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't think most DJs will be going to Holland anytime soon, to be fair. <laughs> mm. I have a <laughs> question you know though, enough. with the, the person you just mentioned, yeah? yeah, is that being cancelled or is that being held accountable? Because I sometimes feel like we equate the two things, mm. like you being convicted of a crime through the courts. Obviously, I know that the criminal justice system is not perfect and I'm mm. not saying that the courts always get it right or whatever. But in this case, like the evidence is there. You've been convicted. People don't want to play your music anymore. Are you being held accountable for your actions or are you being cancelled? Because I don't, I don't know if they are interchangeable because I sometimes feel like accountability is, is a heavy word here, whereas cancellation feels a bit trivial. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think... Again, it's a very subjective thing. When you say held accountable for their actions, yeah, there are rappers that have been known to have taken someone's life mm, and mm. they still get played mm. casually. That These guys are glorified murderers. You know, I'm not just going to say rappers. Let me not single it to them. It's just artists in general. You know, some that some rock artists that have promoted cannibalism and the most macabre and maddest of things, but yet they're still celebrated. I think it's down towards people's morals. And I think now in the day and age that we're in, there's no rules, just morals. Mm. And if it doesn't affect, originally, as sad as it is, I would have said, I would have put women in this category, but now it seems like if it doesn't affect children or old people, you're fine. Do you think? That's, I'm, it's not me saying I agree. Hey, hey, hey guys, don't try to cancel me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got bills that need to be paid. You're just saying what you can see. I'm saying in general mm, of what I mm. see. Originally, it used to be uh, I, women, yeah, sorry, children, and old people. But now, as sad as it is, we've seen examples where people have abused women. Yeah. And they're still celebrated to this day. Yeah, I mean, look at Chris Brown. For crying out loud. They don't want to say it, but you know, it's there. I mean, and those images are harrowing. Like, yeah. it's weird. And yeah, his music... Still gets played, and mm-hmm. I was rattled. I can't lie. When I first saw them pictures, I was like, "What?" But it's just weird how you can jump back from that. And yeah. it's—I don't know. I, I'm so conflicted when I think about even like cancel culture and who gets forgiven and who doesn't. Because even America side, in the context of Britain, yeah. when we look at somebody who messes up in Britain, if it is like you know a white presenter does or says or whatever, like, you know, they may give a, you know, measly apology or whatever and then it's kind of, it's it's gone. But yeah. I, do black people get that same grace no, that no. white people get? No, no, and no, I don't no. think they do because no. there have been instances where uh, like a black person and a white person have both been guilty of some ism of some sort and one gets the redemption route, you know, they say, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And one loses all of their jobs and loses everything. Yeah. And I've seen this firsthand with people I know. Yeah, and yeah. it is it is really, really upsetting. Mm-hmm. And I, do, I don't know, I, sometimes I feel like, ah, oh, like talking about cancel culture and cancelling, it just feels so trivial because 
if you are, particularly if you're a marginalized person and that grace isn't extended to you and yeah. you do face all the repercussions of your actions, even if you do apologize, mm. like it, it, it is so damaging that like you can lose everything. And to see someone lose everything that you know overnight, how do you even support someone through that? For all the years and that you've been and, building and something And the up. funny thing is to add on to that, yeah, you being seen as supporting that person, yeah. you could potentially get cancelled. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, you're guilty by association. Yeah, that's yeah. your friend. Why don't you yeah. say something? Yeah. Oh my it's like, But <laughs> maybe a thing of, I'm not skilled enough to talk on this, firstly. And secondly, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found out the same way you found out. Mm. It's hard. And I remember when it happened to my friend and I remember tweeting... Because I just was so angry about what I had seen. Mm. And like, so essentially she kind of got like, some of her old, old, old tweets were uncovered. Yeah. Um, and like, there was like some anti-Semitic stuff in it. And she like did, she apologized profusely. She spoke to like the board of deputies and, and friends and released a brilliant statement, took complete accountability. It was just so like, mm. she just really, she really owned it. And I think it was, it was the best sort of apology you could ever get. Like a lot of white people in, in media will be incredibly racist and awful. And they will, they will be like, oh, sorry if you felt that way. And they'll continue to live their life unscathed. Mm. But I just, saw like everything unravel and I, I had to say something because I was like she is doing the like the absolute most that she can and yet there are people who've done far worse who've been able to excel oh, yeah. in their careers and how much is, is tearing someone down for something that they did years and years ago less about the action itself and more about who they are and the identities that they occupy mm -hmm. a dark-skinned black woman mm -hmm. being completely dragged like in a way for something that other people have done and they're still on TV having the time of their lives. Mm. It's not making any sense, mm. you know? And yeah, it's harrowing to see and it's not nice. And it kind of just feels like when we talk about cancel culture, a lot of the time it's, it's quite middle-class, wealthy, high-profile white people who say something completely outlandish and it's like, oh, everyone's canceling me because yeah. people on Twitter disagree, mm. but they still get to live their life. But yeah. the people who are actually being canceled, they lose everything. Mm. They yeah. lose everything. That's a fact. Um, I remember prime examples. I remember um, Cheryl Cole. A lot of people forget when she beat up auntie. Listen, the, I will never let her forget, you know. Yeah, yeah. She will, she can tweet, I'm having eggs for breakfast. And I'll be like, why'd you beat up that yeah, woman in yeah. the toilet? You laid hands on auntie <laughs> and, you know. I said auntie. To this day, I can't lie. The community, the congregation, <laughs> we ain't happy with that one. Like, and it seemed like nothing has happened yeah. on that of anything. But we could do the most slightest of things. And another thing I'll, I would throw out there is I think the council culture, sometimes I think it works hand in hand with people's insecurities. So, for example, if I was to see like, either one of you two, I've seen that you've been able to build amazing platforms and do well for yourself as individuals. I may be a hater. I may be Harry the hater and see that you've gone so well and you've said something out of ignorance in your younger years. Now I want to condemn you for it. One, mm. you can't hold me accountable for something I said many, many years ago when I was ignorant. I've a complete different person and secondly I'm doing that from a place of hate not doing it from a place of anger of what you said I just hate what you've achieved mm. so I think that there's works there's a lot of that as well I think that works hand in hand with it as well where yeah. the, inse the insecure side of it yeah taking 12 year old's tweets and being like why'd you say this thing I'm just like oh, come on mm. do you know what I mean like there was lots of weird stuff that I was saying back in the days like that like now would look weird but at the time in the school I went to in the area I grew up in like mm -hmm. it wasn't really that much of a big deal Thanks. and um but I think yeah there are some things where if you were a grown-ass adult or whatever then fair enough but like if I'm 12 years old like why the hell does what I what I said then matter 
I'm now 25. No, but I wouldn't even um, just say the age. I'd say the time as well. Because even um, there was a period during lockdown when Amazon Prime Video um, put up Def Comedy Jam mm -hmm. the whole season. Yeah. I think season one to eight. Yeah. And I'm watching these jokes. Obviously, my favourite comedians who were like mad celebrities now. But at the time, this is like their first show. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff they were saying, I'm like... It's mad. Yo, but it was the time. <laughs> yeah. like at that time, those things could fly and it was fine. Mm -hmm. But they couldn't say that now. And even they would probably say, I can't believe I... I don't know, I wouldn't expect them to sit down and say, I can't believe I said that in the late 80s. Mm -hmm. No, I expect you to say that because that's what you went through at the time. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't make sense now because it's now. But if I'm watching old content, I can't hold you accountable for what you said or what you experienced yeah. 30 years ago yeah. or 20 years ago. That's what you felt or saw at the time. Mm. And was so socially like, acceptable. Yeah, yeah. Mm. People, but that's a different conversation though, don't you think? Because did you see that quote? I remember seeing like a quote from Seth Rogen when he was just like, do you know what? I think it's important for comedians to acknowledge that some jokes just don't age well. So instead of like fighting your hardest to be like, no, like this joke is funny. Just be like, it was a joke at the time and it worked at the time. But now in this new world, it's not funny anymore. 100%. So let's just write new jokes. Do you know what I mean? But sometimes I feel like, particularly with comedians, there's this willingness to hold on to and defend those old offensive jokes where it's like, why can't we just admit like they, was... they're off keys so let's just write mm. new jokes do you know what I mean I just feel like it's because time is time is moving it's fast now a lot more, more quickly well. and it's moving a lot like I could say something today mm -hmm. that's offensive tomorrow yeah all tweet of a sudden now, everyone agrees that what I said today is offensive if tomorrow. I was tweeting I was saying I don't like white socks there's a there's a community that will feel offended <laughs> haven't you seen um, what's it called Mo Mo's um, story so he's announced that he's doing um, the O2 yeah, yeah and I bought for that yeah. okay so it's called the Black British Takeover Comedy. yeah, yeah. White people are angry. <laughs> what? Listen, look, watch wow, his, watch no his Instagram comedians. story. Yeah, the yeah. amount of DMs he's getting from white people saying, why would you no put black way. British? Yeah, why can't you just yeah, put yeah. British? And he's just responding, laughing. Yeah. He's just like, big man, all the comedians are going to be black anyway. I don't yeah. understand what you're... Like, That's so crazy. Listen, yeah. they are giving it to him. And some comedians are be like, okay, you know what? Phone up the, the agent and be like, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Throw, yeah. throw one. Put nah, one he's standing strong and yeah, I rate that. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't understand. Why can't I accept my people? Exactly. Yeah. Someone even said, are white people allowed to go? <laughs> oh, That's on. how... No, you're not allowed. Stay <laughs> in your house. Stay in your house. <laughs> Because it, it says the Black British yeah. Takeover. They're like, what? So what, can white people attend? Yeah, yeah, It's just like, come on, man. But this, this is mad. This is 2021. You're still yeah, asking those yeah, questions. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. When, when did we get to a point of where it was mad sensitive? But I don't know if it's sensitivity. I think when it comes to... This is the thing, right? When we think about cancel culture, and I, I kind of talk about it particularly in the, in the British like media realm, yeah. right? A lot of, of the time it's like, this is a marginalized group, black people, disabled people, whatever. Yeah. Some person, uh, normally a person with kind of privilege and status says something or writes something or does something that is b basically aimed at that group. And mm -hmm. this group gets angry about it. And then the person who is in a position of privilege is like, I'm being canceled because they don't like what I have to say. Do you know what I mean? Like cancel culture has, has never really worked in the reverse. Do you yeah. know what I mean? A lot yeah. of the time it happens because marginalized groups are now much more empowered yeah. and it's less socially acceptable to dunk on little people. And now these same people have like, you know, clout or social capital, whatever you want to call it, or platforms of themselves. Remember like social media, so many of us like, 
who am I? I'm no one. Mm. But I've built a following for myself. I'm not special. I'm not important. I'm not anything any, any different than anyone else. But I'm just a individual, a black woman who's built a platform for herself. Mm -hmm. So now if someone tries to say, oh, black women are this, I now have 60,000 people who I can be like, this person said black women, da, 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 this is factually untrue. And they could get angry about, upset about it and defend me. Whereas before people would be like saying this about marginalized groups or that about marginalized groups. And we had nothing to defend mm, ourselves mm. with. And so now that we can, now everyone was like, oh, that's cancel culture. Yeah, but yeah. is it though? Or yeah. are we just sick of it now? Do you know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. I just, I just feel like it's, it's groups becoming empowered to defend themselves in ways that they couldn't before. So people are now getting backlash for things that they could say before that no one really cared about, mm. you know? Uh, definitely makes sense. Do you, Have you guys ever found yourself pressured to have to stick up for something you may not have been knowledgeable about or seen as having to be the spokesperson for something of, I don't know, something that may have happened online? So say, for instance, if someone spoke negatively about, I don't know, black men from Northwest London or black women in general or something like that. Has someone DM'd you and said, have you seen this? You need to speak about this. All, all, all the time, all the time. But I don't feel, I don't feel, I don't feel pressured into speaking about it. Cause for me, it has, to, I'm more concerned about my social circle, my immediate social circle mm -hmm. and what they think about me. I can't care about what Dave from Shropshire cares about me all the time. <laughs> you know? And he's just trying to trigger me. Do you yeah, know what I mean, yeah, yeah. I've been getting hate DMs for years. Seriously? Bro, they, they, they go to the extent of even dissing my daughter. But I can't get mad. What am I going to do about that? I can't throw it up on my story just to get attention. That's not me. But it happens. Just leave it. Just ignore it. Because if you see me face to face, yeah, you're not going to yeah, give me yeah. the same energy. And yeah, half the time, you don't even know who's saying it anyway. Mm. A lot of people are just hiding behind random accounts. Like, I can't wait to the day they say, you know what, in order to open up this profile, you need to send your ID. <laughs> All of this online abuse oh, would... Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, it would yeah. drop... Because I don't yeah. do stuff like that. Mm. I'm not in the comments dissing someone. Mm. I don't. If I don't like something that you've done, if I know you... I'll reach out to you privately. I'm not about dragging someone publicly. Mm -hmm. I reach out to you privately. And if my thoughts are important, you'll take it on board. Mm -hmm. If not, then who am I? Like she could do something tomorrow. Who am I to her to tell her? By the way, I don't think you, I don't think it, what yeah, you done was. Yeah, yeah. She could be like, F off, who yeah. are you? <laughs> no, but it's true. And she has every right to say that. So when yeah. someone um, who's anonymous mm -hmm. is trying to get everybody to jump on the bandwagon to do it, I think that's why they do it. So it becomes a thing. Because yeah. even there's certain things that you know is wrong. And you know you could just call out that one person. Of course. But you want, it's not enough for just you. I need everybody. Mm. So guys, I'm going to do a thread. Can you not retweet this, please? We need this to oh, go viral. Fred and all culture. Of a sudden, I'm just saying, and all of a sudden, this whole bandwagon on this person, when this person could have easily just, could have been a phone call and said, you know what you did yesterday? That was a bit mad, you know, bro. Mm. Like, you need to check yourself. Da, 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 da. Mm. And it won't happen again. Yeah. But when you do that, on top of the whole bandwagon, I don't think it's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me personally, I just don't think it's fair. I think, it's And that depends if you know the person though, because a lot of the time I think when people, one thing I've tried to be so conscious of now is like, you know, when everyone's dunking on someone, like just not adding my two pence. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas back in the day, like before I even, I had a platform or whatever, then I would be like, yeah, run in my mouth before whatever. I sometimes I look at my old tweets and I was like, God, I was so mean. Do you know what I mean? And, <laughs> but as I grow more of a platform and I become more of a target because I do become a target online, like I'm so much more conscious about how I operate online. And like you said, if one of my friends or whatever says something crazy, if I say something crazy, I have friends who will DM me being like, delete this or being like, what is this? So I'm saying, what is this yeah. thing. But it's a DM. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like not everyone, I guess, has people like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it was really interesting because I think when I've gone through like a cancellation online or when people have been dragging me online, there are people that I would think are my friends who would like join in with it. And it's like you would expect that sort of person to 
to DM you and be like, this is crazy, but they'll be on the TL yeah, making jokes. Yeah. And it's like, that, this that, is mental. That goes back to what you said about insecurity. Yeah. That's when you realize, right, this person ain't reading my bridging. Nah. Yeah. Because yeah, you're jumping on that. Like, so, so imagine you, um, you set up this, this sit down, yeah. but imagine I had tweets where I was canceling her. Because I didn't know she, no, I, no, remember, I didn't know yeah. she was coming until I got downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine I sat down and she walked up, oh, snap. You're going to be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's cracking now. <laughs> like, that shit you said? <laughs> people, people forget that sometimes you get into these kind of situations. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and also for me, because I've been doing business for such a long time, it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. From a business perspective, if I want to work with you, but every time something goes wrong, you go to the timeline. I'm not yeah, going to want to yeah, work with yeah, you. Because yeah, yeah. me and you could have a little thing where yeah. I paid my invoice one day late. Oh, my God, Taser's bad business, man. Look, And you're exaggerating. Yeah, you're exaggerated. These times, I just didn't have my phone that day. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I don't think people think about that until they get into the space and they're like, like she said, you're like, oh, you know what? I'm becoming that person that people, yeah, yeah. you know what? Let me, and, and it happens. Yeah. But again, we've given her the grace to grow. Mm-hmm. She was one person before. Yeah, She's but do you know what? Yeah, it, a lot of it is about like resilience. Because okay. I feel like people could have experienced like the online onslaught I've experienced and then they log off and they never log on again. Yeah, yeah Like yeah. there have been people True. who have been through it and that was the last day you ever saw them online. It possibly you know what I mean? Curb for those people. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, like you came yeah. off Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Cause yeah. it happens, but it's like, yeah. I am, I am an, I, I was like raised on the internet. Like I've been online so long that I just, I just, I just exist online now. Mm. Like I just, I don't know what, could happen to me that could be so bad that would make me never log on again but mm-hmm. it's like I've been through some crazy stuff online and I'm still I'm still there but all I know is the internet mm-hmm. do you know what I mean I feel, I feel like if you come from a generation of people like if you come from the Habba Hotel yes generation, <laughs> you can survive anything you can survive anything they used to be mad if you come hotel, from the Habba Hotel generation I don't know if you guys done this as well did you have um Pixel yeah. yeah, I had Pixel. The Pixel generation. Mm-hmm. If you come from there, you remember we had the guest rooms mm. or your guest books, sorry. Mm. And a random person could just write a comment on there. And it'll trigger you. And it will be yeah. so tricky. That- this person's clap, well, buzz. And yeah. Yeah. That was the whole day, bro. You said kind. I feel like we consume too much information, though. Because now, yeah. I could just go to the shop and buy a fairy liquid. Yeah. Now i got to figure out if the CEO is a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to figure out if he hasn't it's done it. Much. Has he got any priors? I don't yeah. know. I've got to do research first because I could be seen by, oh my God, you bought Fairy Link. You, yeah. you support him. <laughs> yeah. I just want to wash my dishes. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Just wash. Do you know, you know like, like, it's good though because now I think whenever I want to buy something, even mm-hmm. if it's an article of clothing, I'm like, can I get it black owned? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think being online has made me so much more self-aware of my shopping habits and so much more conscious of how I shop as well. Like, is this brand sustainable? Is there Mm -hmm. a sustainable alternative to X, to Y, to Z? I definitely feel like in some ways, like I I am a better person because of the knowledge I've consumed because now I feel like a lot of my choices are so much more informed. Like, of course, there are things that are just convenient, like buying, you know, your fairy liquid or whatever. But sometimes when I can swap something out for something that is more sustainable, something that's black owned, I will. And I think a lot of the online, I guess, pressure has made me want to do but that would you call out your best friend if they didn't buy black owned buy black owned or something that was sustainable no i wouldn't oh, i don't think that i don't think that's that much of a deal but oh. i think just for me personally i've definitely yeah. been influenced to shop a, consciously i had a friend who um this is funny so she started getting on to me about <laughs> water bowls yeah. i think i snapped my fridge I had a lot, yeah i had a lot of water bowls every on water bowls okay there. so she's yeah. like these are all plastic. You know, the what's like save the world, blah blah. So I said to her, I said, hold on a second. Um, you've DM'd me. What phone are you using? Mm. She goes, she goes, iPhone. I said, do you care about the keys in Congo? Yep. <laughs> Talk about 
All I'm waiting for a reply. Yeah. <laughs> Do you pay this water bill? Do uh, you pay this bill? Because there's a particular component that yeah, yeah. these kids are being, do you know what I mean? That's a fact. Exploited. So, but you, yeah. you could have a fake, do you know what I mean? But you're not thinking about that. I think that person was just bored respectfully. But it happens. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. It happens. I think it comes out of this pure boredom and you haven't given them excuse for them to get angry at you so they're just going to use the water bottles she as a prime example. Saw the fridge and said mm, <laughs> wouldn't, you, wouldn't it be better if you invested but you in know it's should, you should get water yeah I know I know <laughs> and, but do you know why yeah there's something Shit. really interesting Taser, I was on your side but you know, don't <laughs> worry I got you I got you no like got no I, that is annoying I, I hate and especially on Instagram as I've grown an Instagram following yeah unsolicited messages are sometimes some like advice is sometimes some of the worst stuff really? I can get I'm not even asking for advice you're telling me you should really buy this or you should really get this or buy it's really me. it's really irritating well, tell them buy it but me. at the same time <laughs> buy it for like on that water point though, one thing I always kind of explain to people is that like my well, my parents or well, even my grandparents, like they come from the Caribbean and mm-hmm. a lot of the, I guess the the, um, the plumbing or the water systems are not always sanitary. Like you can't drink tap water. Like when I go to Dominica, I can't drink tap water. So we buy loads of bottled water. And then as our parents and grandparents move to this country, they carry the same attitudes. Like they buy, like my grandma has tons and tons of water bottles under the stairs. And mm-hmm. even though you can drink water in this country, it's what you learn. And so yeah, then yeah. I started to buy loads and loads of water bottles because it's just what we all did but understanding why we did that and understanding that actually I don't need to do that was like a learning moment for me so yeah. that would have been a lot more helpful than being like why are you drinking plastic bottles because sometimes these behaviours are, are learned more than their people intentionally being wasteful she added, she added context and I appreciate that exactly but in my DMs I don't know you yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to make you're not going to make an impact based on as an anonymous person yeah at least if you said by the way or there's, there's even certain ways some guys have come in my DMs and be like oh sharp man I'm like excuse me I got time today and they're yeah. like oh no, no no I didn't mean it like that I just I just really wanted your attention we got three shots I'm like <laughs> it's just like come on man like, but I, I, I don't get it because it's not something that I would do yeah, yeah, like, that's yeah. all like, maybe that's what it is not I, everyone I don't has know. the same etiquette to end up the same yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I get it to some extent I mean pick up them first and foremost uh, one key thing that you guys we spoke about earlier another word that you mentioned was the bullying side of things mm. of online so does cancel culture and bullying work hand in hand with each other to some extent? Because prime example is this. I don't know if it's now or whether it was last month, but it was like mental health awareness month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of things that people were saying was to be cautious and careful of your etiquette online and how you address people online. There's that on that hand. And then it's the same hand of if I was to again tweet, I don't like white socks. There's a whole community that are ridiculing me. They're probably going through media to say, yeah, look at you. You was wearing white socks this day, you prick. And da, 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 da. And then, as you said, going to the extent of even trying to ridicule family members and people you're associated with. Doesn't that work as bullying as well? In that sense? I think it's different. I don't know. I think like if people, it's, it's weird. I think the term bullying as well, like... It's, I think it is also another term that feels quite like politicized because when it's like people like, you know, I don't know, middle-class white women writing articles that are like derogatory and rude or whatever, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if they will be called bullies in the way that a black woman calling them out will be called a bully. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. that's when it's bullying. Why are you bullying this woman? Mm-hmm. But actually she wrote something that was, you know, defamatory of, of black women. Mm-hmm. So w- why would I not call her out? 
Um, and so I think like it's it's a weird one. Sometimes I think looking at the context provides a, a lot of reasoning as to why someone is always the aggressor and someone is the victim. And I think particularly online, like white women are often the victims of black women. But actually, it's because you've antagonized or you've Pussy. come after. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You've yeah. you've you've purposefully done that, yeah. and now you're rightly being called out about what you said. And now all of a sudden you're being bullied. And that's the same. And that's the, that sort of stuff happens in workplaces. It happens and we see it happen online as well. Mm. Um, and so in that case, I'm like, hmm, just because they're being told, they're saying I'm being bullied. Are they actually being bullied? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or are they just being called out for something wrong that they've said? I remember there was um, a saying that was said by a great scholar that's known as um, Lucas from Backchat. He said, if I start slapping people now, <laughs> they'll say I'm mad. I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> I think some people just push you to a stage yeah. where they want that reaction, to be fair. I mean, like a prime example being this. We've seen, is it the Daily Mail? Yeah. And there are 101 posts, um, articles, sorry, of that. This is just straight up, they've got an agenda. Yeah. Against black people as a whole. We keep on reacting to it over and over and over again. Now, if you see that person who wrote it and respectfully you slap him, they'll say you're moving mad. <laughs> But to some extent, you've been pushed to a, such a corner where they keep on putting this agenda against you all the time. Like, how were you meant to react? If I now say this is online bullying, it's either taken as two sides, whether you agree with me or you say to me, it's not that deep. You can just log off if you wanted to. And but I feel that, like... That, that, that person shouldn't be allowed to do what they're doing, though. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know if you have heard of um, a few influences, a few people in our scene have spoken about... There's this um, there's this Turkish girl who abuses everyone. Oh, I've heard no, of this. I don't want to say her name because she's recently been arrested, but she just abuses everyone. Just sends everyone harmful, hateful DMs. She's sent it to me really? a couple of times as well. Yeah. Is when she like a normal? Sorry, sorry. Normal, to normal, normal girl from South London. When she got oh, from South when South. she got drawn out by some guy caught her in a Costa in South. Yeah, yeah. Pulled up on her, filmed it, everything. Yeah. When she got drawn out, everyone was like, oh, but you shouldn't be, fil- shouldn't be filming. Do you know how many people's lives she's harmed? But this, she's got like mul- a multitude of phones just abusing people. You block one, she Seriously. sets up a new account. I don't know how she's doing it. But one woman went to the police. Do you know what they said to the woman? Oh. Just deactivate your Instagram. If you're not on Instagram, she can't get to you. That's what, the, that's what the police, that's what the police said to her. I'm not on Instagram and should, I shouldn't be on Instagram and, Receiving abuse. Exactly. Ian Wright said it. Ian Wright's got a doc. I watched one of his own podcast with um, um, Harry and Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said it. He said like certain things. I'm getting um online abuse. Yeah. The kids like 14 years old. Yeah. But he's got the confidence to message me like serious abuse and nothing's gonna happen to him. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It's like it's not. It's it's not fair. Yeah, that's a fact. And a lot of people are aware of this and they know this because they just they think they could do kiki kiki. And but if I see you in person. And like Lucas said, and I beat you up, I'm the mad one. Nah, I'm mad. Hey, listen, that's a parable for the day, man. I can't lie to you. And it's so crazy because Ian Wright is literally the nicest, most non-harmful, non-problematic, non-political person ever. Yet the abuse he gets is wild and I guess just like footballers in general like yeah, I guess seeing yeah, some of the yeah. tweets I don't I don't know anything about the sport so don't yeah, ask me anything yeah. but seeing the abuse that is thrown at uh, um, footballers from fans from journalists from pundits it's like it's yeah it's harrowing it's mad because yesterday it was um, obviously the Europa League final and when there was the penalty shootout do you know what was the first thing that came to mind please don't let a black guy miss well I was going to tweet but I said I don't want to be um I don't want to invite negativity. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I literally said, if Rashford misses a pen, yeah, 
the racism that's going to fly on this it's TL going is going madness. to be crazy. Yep. Like and and he and the funny thing, do you know what's so scary? Yeah, they know that. Yeah, as football players, they know that. Mm-hmm. So they have that pressure as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, Absolutely Because he he tweeted, he said something about he got um he got a mad amount of abuse. Regardless, yes. yeah, um, still it wasn't him that missed the penalty, but yeah. they lost. And yeah, he thinks it's something about seventy comments. Yeah, racial slurs. Yeah, I did see that. And there's nothing that anything's gonna happen to these guys yeah. who Mm-mm. posted these comments. I mean, I'm not even a Man United fan, but still, I was just thinking, please don't let Rashford miss. <laughs> please don't let a black person uh, yeah. miss. Because you yeah. know straight away. Um, I think in that football world, it's just a madness anyway. To be fair with you. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know how football you football fans do it because the way these white fans are. I've just never, I've never been crazy. to a stadium. Like a, it's magic. Like yeah, I've never been, so I don't know. What it... I could give you an example. I remember I went to because I went to university in Stoke on Trent. What? I went OT. But why there? No, why? It's because the first uni I went to was a madness. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stoke on Trent. Um, yeah, I had to <laughs> one for my course and also man, I went Luton before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, you cool. know, I had to go. Large up, wheat court. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with Luton? What? Yo. What's right with Luton? What year did you? What year I did you know Luton, But I heard stories. I went there 2010, so that was when pretty much like 70 percent of South London went. Yeah, yeah I heard. I heard yeah. stories. I heard stories. That's yeah. like a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> I had stories. Boot, yeah. Um, Luton. Yeah. Shout out Boots Court. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So I went there once to watch Arsenal versus Stoke. Right, I'm in the Stoke end. Obviously, I can't celebrate. Oh yeah, I'm hearing certain comments that they're making. I'm like, my brother, you know I'm right here, and I can hear everything you're saying. Oh, it's all right, mate. Don't worry, it's not you. I'm like, dog, that makes it worse. It don't make yeah, it better. Yeah. <laughs> and I just feel like the the football or the sport world and community, man, racism that is crazy. It is crazy. And it's like you just have to, sadly, just kind of used to it. To Do you know how many fair. people were vexed when everyone started taking a knee? Yeah. Yeah, gosh, I remember that. Yeah. Why? Why did? Why do you need to do this? Down to, um, what was the old school, the old school campaign? Kick racism out? Yeah, yeah, yeah show racism the red card. One yeah, of all of that. Why do we need to be doing this for? Mm. Like, yo, you know it's not removing any money from your pocket. Yeah. This is the thing. Not consuming more time from you, but yet it's an issue. Yeah, the sport world's mad still. And it's like the rest of society has moved on, but it's like in sports, some of the stuff that happens, like them throwing bananas at players on the court. Yeah. That was happening like last year. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. There's, one, there's one where, um, oh, what football team was it? No, Chelsea. Nah, is it Slavia Prague? Slavia Prague. Was it Slavia Prague? Yeah, yeah, And the striker's yeah. black. Yeah, yeah. And he couldn't, he couldn't do anything because it's like, he, he lives there. Yeah. They've gone over there. The racism is mad. It's mad. And then everyone's looking at the black guy like, brother, you live here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's ignored it. There was a few he's, games he's where players just walked off. They said, this is too much. Like, you lot are just disrespecting me this mm. much. I'm off. I'm out of here. Yeah, one of the guys, um, it was, I think it was a Valencia match. The, it's a midfielder. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the guy he was playing said uh, Negro. Yes. Yeah. So he took offence to it. He said, no, nah, I'm not playing anymore. He's yeah. walked off. The whole team's come off. Then The reason why I knew this guy was guilty is because when he went to go speak to the manager, he covered his mouth and mm-hmm. he was speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he didn't want to, um, th- the cameras to be able to lip read. I said, yeah, this guy's guilty. He did anyway, it. his he team did went that. in, they supported him, but then they were like, listen, are you going to forfeit the game or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His players came back out and continued the game. Just left him in Just the changing room. Yeah, yeah. 
is mad. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of pressure, mind. man. Like it's, they know what they're doing is wrong, but so if a man's saying this and you're going to lose your wages for the next two weeks, you're looking at my life, right? Think big man bills have to get paid, you know. <laughs> That's right. But things have changed, yeah. Honestly, someone like Harry Kane's got to be the one to be like, you man, yeah, we're going yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If Raheem does it, everyone look at Raheem like, all right, cool. Hey, bring on Madison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but if someone like Harry Kane walks off and it's like Harry Kane and the main players walk off, then it's like, okay, cool. Exactly that. People start looking at themselves and thinking, all right, what we're doing is wrong. But it's still a bit, mm, a little armband and look, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not enough. It's not enough. Does cancellation happen in the sports world? I don't think so, you know, because you can get tested positive for doping and stuff like that and people will still mess with you. Um, I think of who's that? Uh, Caster Semenya. The she wasn't really cancelled though, was she? I mean, she wasn't really cancelled, but they they did make a big deal about they made a her. Massive deal of her. Even and is she even allowed to play? Because I feel like there was like a ruling against so. her that she couldn't take part in the races or had to give back her medals or whatever. And what did she do again? They said that um, basically she was dope tested quite a few times, but because the amount of was it the Testosterone. testosterone levels that she gave off wasn't the normal average amount for a woman. Yeah, so she wasn't doping. She wasn't no, doping. No. She, she just had more testosterone than yeah. usual. Yeah. yeah. Can't cancel you. For and that. they tried to remove they tried yeah. to take her, her medals I away. I feel like she I feel like they did. I'll definitely go and Google yeah. it and check, but I, I definitely feel like they did and it was a huge, huge thing. Yeah. And it's so crazy because a lot of a lot of like incredible athletes, there is something about them that is different. They have like yeah. long hands or long legs or whatever. Like something around them is different. You of can't course. just say, oh, in order for you to be an athlete, you need to be like this tall with mm. this. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't work like That's that. That's like um, um, Michael Phelps. Yeah. I was just yeah. about to say. Yeah, his lung capacity is greater than the average. His torso is built as a perfect swimmer. Yeah. And his hands and feet are massive. Mm-hmm. So for him, he's just built like a swimmer. This yeah, guy was caught yeah. smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Phelps was caught smoking weed. <laughs> so some people are literally it's just different rules for built different for the game. And it's like... Yeah, yeah. And you never penalise them for yeah. that. But for this, they did. And I remember it was like women who were coming eighth place were complaining. Like, yeah. you weren't even scraping the barrel of first. Like, why are you mad? <laughs> he wasn't going to win anyway. It's just funny you say that, yeah. So you know that guy, yeah? I never expected it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Shout out so, my uncle. <laughs> so I watched it. I watched one of his interviews, yeah, and the commentator was like, "How do you?" Because he came, you know, he came second in one of the races behind Usain Bolt. Oh wow! Yeah, but wait. The commentator was like, "How does it feel finishing four seconds behind Usain Bolt, brother? Do you know how long four seconds, four seconds. is in a sprint? Yeah, that's very long. Yeah. You didn't, you, <laughs> you didn't stand a you didn't stand a chance. You were nowhere near Usain. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I feel fulfilled. My <laughs> <laughs> uncle, you were not, not going to beat Usain Bolt finishing four seconds behind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like nine seconds to fourteen yeah, seconds. Yeah, mm. You're nowhere near him." <laughs> But yeah, I just wanted to bring that out because I saw that the other day I was dying. Shout out my uncle, man. Do you know what's another one as well? was so funny. It shows you that cancellation. And like, funny enough, now we're talking about drugs and, and that. Is remember the Canadian mayor who was caught just smoking crack? What? No. Yeah, there was a Canadian mayor. <laughs> he was in he was in party twice. He was voted. No, but when you say crack, as in he was in like motels with hookers smoking crack. Wow. Smoking crack. Living. Bro. No, not even cocaine. <laughs> no, crack. crack. <laughs> they filmed him with all sorts. He's like, he was, he had his tie untied, top button undone, face all red, smoking crack. And know what they said? They said, now he's in party, things are getting done well. 
So they revoted him again. <laughs> well, it's the same when you look at like cannabis and how many, particularly in the states, like African American yeah. men have been thrown into prison because of, of weed. And now every single white hipster yuppie has some sort of weed infused, I don't know, nail varnish or whatever that soothes your soul. Yeah, or they enough. have their own dispensary that is like vegan and cruelty free and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, all of those people are, are still in prison, still mm-hmm. serving time at the hands of a really unfair justice system, ripped yeah. away from their families. Yeah. And you can wear a weed t-shirt <laughs> that's made from weed. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It is so crazy. And like, it, it, that's the whole thing. It's like ca- cancellation and capitalism. Like they're not too far apart from each other. It's like, as soon as it's uh, socially acceptable for someone to capitalize off something, as soon as you can make money from something in a way that is controlled, in a way where the state can gain money and billionaires mm-hmm. can gain money, then it's okay but before then when other people couldn't control these things yeah. people had to go to jail That's and okay. like it's mad and even when you think about even think about drugs in the context of the UK like that, like okay not to be, not to generalise yet but even if you think of coke yeah. and like going to uni going to UOB like the white people were cokeheads and these <laughs> these people I'm not saying yes or no but, but you know it was crazy and <laughs> I was shout out some of y'all I, I was not a part of that world didn't yeah, it but yeah. it happened and I saw it and they were so fearless and carefree about it and then when I look at the news or I think about this government sort of like a war on drugs or the way this government approaches drugs and I'm like you're stopping and searching all these people to pick up these you know these tiny joints or whatever and a, and eight ball. but yeah. the white the white girls are carrying nine <laughs> kilograms of coke and they're doing She's it in so the bathroom like Pablo Escobar and, and they're keys, having you know? the time of their life <laughs> I remember got 14 one time right there. at uni I was like some girl she was driving us home from Chile and she was like oh I left 50 pounds worth of coke on the bus I was like wait what like huh she spent it her you know she, I mean? she right. just didn't care profit margins mad 50 pound <laughs> coke and Jaeger bombs shout out <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to live her life but like for you to be that careless and yeah, you just don't yeah, care yeah. and you, you don't fear it you don't feel the fear of the law or anything wild, like yeah. it's just yeah it's just mental but someone I think it was I can't remember who said it who I was talking to but it's just something that we just notice and it's not I, I don't know if, I don't know if I want to say it's a bad thing mm-hmm. but it's just something you just notice right so yeah. have you ever been driving yeah and then let's say someone who's black or maybe Eastern European or whatever they jump out in the road there's a sense of fear like, oh sorry let a white person cross your car they're looking at you like you're the problem they have no fear they cross the road they don't look left and right mm. it's like you're not you're not troubling me yeah. and I've noticed it it's, they just don't fear so like her leaving 50 pound worth of coke on the bus whatever it is, what it is. Bye bye. if I have a spliff and I see a police officer I'm rattled there's even like little things as when you're driving and you know you're fully insured. You're still rattled in police. You're still scared. <laughs> mm. To this day. Do you know why? It's sure. because when you think about legality, you think about carcerality, like these things, they feel so permanent. You think of the law and you yeah. think like the law is the word and this is it. But actually the law ebbs and flows depending on whiteness. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. when David Lammy did the report into um, convictions and it's like a white person and a black person will be convicted for the same thing, but the white person will get a short sentence or the white person will even be convicted. Like right. so much of what we know to be true 
true and righteous as the law in this country is and is far from that, mm-hmm. which is why there is so much of a fear, particularly amongst black people and black communities when it comes to police and the criminal justice system, because we just know we're going we're gonna to get it 20 yeah, times yeah. worse than if we were white. 100%. Like, and so, yeah. And a prime example of that, again, was the Canadian mayor that was smoking crack. I think crack, not even like he was doing cocaine. Smoking crack. crack. And if you think of the crack epidemic as well, like yeah. how many people were sent exactly. to jail because of that, and all of that was fueled by literally the US government. I think it's bad. Shout out um, Franklin Saint though. Took that shit. Took that snowfall shit. I think a fun, another funny one is there's um, an American doctor, and he recreationally he casually uses heroin. What's going oh, on? Is that the guy that was in that documentary? The I think there was a documentary, and he has dreads. Uh, yes, and also he had a yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his dreads actually look pretty good as well. He hasn't got the little Wayne dreads where it looks like one Wait, when, you say, when you say he casually uses heroin, as yeah. in like he's still yeah, normal. casually and heroin in the same. Yeah, what, is, he, is he still a functioning man? <laughs> Every weekend, yeah. yeah. He's in this documentary. He's just. He's just giving the facts. He's yeah. talking about the crack epidemic in America. He's a yep. doctor. He's like a doctor. He's isn't a doctor. He? Like, yeah. He's not like a medical doctor. A fully he's like qualified a doctor. No, I know, but yeah. what I'm saying is, so that means that he's managed to kind of like manage his addiction because you, mm. addi- ha- ha- from what I know, heroin isn't a drug that you can use casually. Yeah. Once you're hooked, yeah. that's it. You're now selling your kids for. You're selling your kids. Yeah. Right. You're on Jeremy Cowell with two teeth. Two, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but you're saying like, he's still sorts. living a functioning life. Yeah. Like he's cool, going shops, everything. Yeah. Then maybe there's something that we don't know. <laughs> but you know what? But this, is a, good but this is the thing about drugs though. Like there is so <laughs> much, <laughs> there's so much stigma, I think, attached to drugs. And I think it's just because of yes how we kind of treat people who are drug addicts how we yeah. treat people who sell drugs um all of all of the stuff that makes i guess drugs being illegal means that people are they don't know what they're taking they don't have anyone to turn to even if they do have an addiction you don't want to go and say i have an addiction because you don't want to be thrown into jail yeah. like i think if we lived in a society like i personally am all for decriminalizing drugs mm-hmm. and and essentially having education around drugs and letting people know this is a safe way to use it, having them being regulated so you know exactly what it is that you're taking. Like that's why drugs ruin people's lives because of the the legal factor to it. Because yeah. you have to use it in secret because you can be sold nonsense. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I think when you decriminalize drugs where drugs are legal, where you have a society where you can regulate them and they can be provided to people safely, they can be managed, they can be prescribed. I just don't think you'd be dealing with any of those problems at all. But then who's going to make money though? Anyone can the make state. money from it. Like the same way they're making money the with state. the weed dispensaries. I feel like the state does. That's if, the problem. If, yeah, that's exactly it. That's the problem. That's what, why because I'm, you'd pay taxes because it'd be a product. It's like this. A prime example being like, you know how marijuana has been legalized in a lot of states in America? That your dispensaries, mm. or dispensers, sorry, um, they've now affected your local corner boy mm. or your local shuttle from around, the, from around the way where they've complained about it saying that anything that I would sell, like if it was a 20 bag, has now been sold in these shops for probably £35 the cheapest, or something along those lines. And it's like, I I was getting arrested for this and now this is legalised and if anything, it's been taxed on as well. So I say that to say this, as much as you may try to have it within moderation, it's like, yeah, but to who's, that like, the state benefits from this and yeah. it's a bit shit, to be But fair. if the state benefits from it and the money that they get from taxing um, drugs they invest into 
rehabilitation centers or whatnot. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't see what I don't see why it's bad that the state gets they money that, from it. Yeah, that's, but that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If they did that, yeah. In a, drove, in in a nice, we pay taxes. I drove past the pothole on the way here. It's, 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 I'm, I'm just saying, like, we all pay taxes, but yet there's still like potholes, and it it, it doesn't make sense for me. But we and we know. We can read between the lines and we can yeah, see what's yeah, going yeah. on here. So, because even in Amsterdam, there's still men that are on the corner selling mm. weed, even though you can go to a lot really, of, yeah, because the weed's different. Okay, the weed's different. Yeah, yeah. Let's, remember, it's it's like the commercial. Oh yeah, yeah. Weed, yeah, and yeah, then you yeah, got the yeah, actual. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I ain't taking none of this. I yeah, take nothing yeah. out of this. If anything, I've added Mm-mm. for you. Do you want this? So yeah, it's one of them ones. So I don't know. I'm, in America, it's sad though. I can't be sitting in jail for a crime that. I know. Essentially, white people are doing uh, out of a shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. On, <laughs> store front, yeah, store. You know? <laughs> like, a store. Yeah. I remember That's even nice. the other day getting like like a magazine from like a CBD company or whatever, and it was just like really interesting to see all of these articles written by predominantly white writers about weed and interviewing this white woman about her weed farm and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and it it just it was like uncomfortable just like flicking through this knowing that how many people Weed have had their lives CBD. completely upturned because yeah. you know they've been thrown into jail oh, yeah, this whole it. CBD hustle because they've removed the um, THC mm-hmm. from the um, cannabinoid or whatever it's called yeah yeah. I see CBD oil sold there's so many there's so many there's yeah. CBD. I've All got CBD eye companies. cream mm. what? what? yeah they have CBD skincare products yeah but <laughs> I didn't buy it I was gifted it Have you been tempted to use it? Yeah but it, it, just, it doesn't get you high or anything It's just like It's just got all of these properties Or whatever yeah, they've, they've, CBD gummy, gummies help you sleep Yeah they've removed yeah. They've removed the THC, THC. Which, what, which is what gets you high Okay So the other properties of it That's good for your body apparently mm-hmm. Is what they've left in there And they've called it CBD And they put it in Yeah she's right Everything Smoothie, yeah. eye cream, gummies. I have a lavender oil that they, I got sent the other day where you just rub it on your arm. CBD oil. And does it make lavender. you... What does it do? Does it make relaxes you relax you? Did, did it relax you? I can't lie, it works still. I had a good sleep. I can't lie, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't get high. I don't, I don't have that high oh, feeling. Okay. Where you get that relaxed feeling. Mm. Is it a thing of you start doing that, you come immune to it, and the next minute you end up like the Canadian mayor who's in <laughs> the motels smoking crack? You've got to leave this man alone, you know. I'm still rattled about <laughs> he was voted twice. That's crazy. <laughs> but do you have that fear that if you ever tried something, yes. do you want to do crack? No, no. Nah. Nah. And you, you know, just there's off. only one thing that I've been contemplating to try crack. once. No, 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 no. Lean. Huh? Lean. Oh, cowpole and Sprite. That doesn't no, even no, no, no. that doesn't even tickle my fantasy. You know the reason why though? That that was I Who thinking, was he drinking coffee? I was thinking maybe. Because <laughs> like, oh, okay, shout out to you, man. I'm not gonna snitch on who you are, but there's a few people I used to chill with that used to drink lean before. Why did they call it lean? It's literally cowpole. No, it actually no, it actually no, was. Um, I think it was um. It was Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne started, didn't it? Yeah. Cool. No, Pimp C. Well, it was like Southern culture. Yeah, Southern like culture. Houston yeah. culture. Oh, okay. Of where they have um promethazine mixed with codeine. Yeah. With Sprite. Have you had codeine before? Isn't that painkiller? Yeah. But yeah. Have you I had feel it like before? I've had it's it like before when I was, I had like really bad tonsillitis. I was in hospital. Yeah. And they had to give it to me because I was like, I was literally dying. It's if you've got a mad. And how did you feel after? Yeah. Just like relax. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine drinking it, just sipping yeah, yeah, it. Sipping it casually. You feel nah. mad. Yeah. So once I went to the studio, yeah, the guy was sleeping. <laughs> it was like this. 
I said, yo, you man, is he all right? He said, no, he just had some of the lean. I said, the, man, the, was the, the position p- he was in? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. His body was a power Keep that away from me. Yeah, yeah, keep that away from me. Wait, why do people drink it when they're out then if it makes you tired? That feels like no, a nighttime they, we, they were in the house chilling. So like oh. everyone was like doing whatever. And I was literally just watching them all one by one, like heads were all tilting yeah, yeah. and whatnot. And I was like, I don't want to try that because I know I'll be the one idiot that you'll hear the maddest thing happen to. <laughs> yeah, that's how I think about a lot of things. You feel like... me? I don't want to be that one idiot. That's why I don't do balloons. I don't do like I got pills or anything. With, um Molly. Funny enough, you know the person who spiked me as well. Do I? Ah, I'll, t- I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but, but I wasn't vexed. It was, I wasn't vexed. It was just, I didn't know what it was. That's yeah. what threw me off. Like, What were you like? Apparently, you just feel like really like. Apparently, I was very loud, and I felt and because okay, the guys that I roll with, I roll with them regular for about the past five six years. Yeah, and they were like, "Bro, you're you're bare loud. When you're drunk, <laughs> you're not loud. Like, are you sure you're drunk?" I'm saying, "Yeah, I've only drank. Like, what's wrong with the man? <laughs> why is yeah, the man getting on to me? Like, yeah, yeah. me, man. They're like, "Nah, man, you're very like." So I'm like, "Alright, cool. Forget you, lot." So I just walked off and did my own thing. Then when I got home, um, back to the apartment because we was on a like a festival, mm-hmm. um, a lad's holiday. When I got home, I, I put my head down and these lot were getting ready to go out again. I'm like, oh, give me a minute. But when they woke me up, my eyes were red. <laughs> They're like, bro, you all right? What did you drink? I said, brother, I just drank the normal stuff. Anyway, I said, I'll meet you in the club. You lot go, don't wait for me. I fell asleep about 11. I didn't wake up till five in the morning. I missed the whole function. When I woke up, I said, oh, and then I, I literally, I, I was throwing up and shitting at the same time. Oh no. I was gone. Remember, I don't know what's happened to me. I'm yeah. thinking it's alcohol. Yeah. The next day, <laughs> I've messaged all my friends like, yo, you man, I was gone. Da, da, da. Then this girl, oh yeah. I put something in your. T- she treated you like Rick Ross. Fam. I put Molly in his champagne. <laughs> he didn't even she know put, it. Yeah, she put Molly in my, in my drink. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I'm sorry. Nah, man. You're a prick for doing that still. You say that. When I bring up to her, she's just laughing. Yeah. Because like, you didn't die though. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. man. Tough, I, right? Was this a long time ago? Um, nah, I wouldn't say a long time ago. Like, probably 2016, 2017. Yeah. Why did you call the police? Oh, it's my bridging. It's my bridging. Nothing happened to me. So it's, it's not, just calm. Yeah, it's not yeah, yeah. snitching, man. You know where we yeah, come yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, that's crazy though. Yeah, it was mad. It was mad. And, I, and also, I've actually been out as well with um, a few of my people and they've, they've like my birthday. Mm. And they've gone, oh, next round's on me. And I've seen a man go to the bar, all the bed drinks, look at my cup and do this. You said, no, 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 big man, drink no, that no, no, one. Why are your anything. friends doing this I, to I didn't you? I anything. And he came over and handed it to me. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. I, I don't know what you put in there. Are your friends really your now, friends? Now, some people party and just do too much. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not I, don't, I don't want that. Like, yeah, don't when I go out, it's just, it's just alcohol. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, I think I'm just like... Anything else I have to do in a controlled environment. Yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. incense, there's calm music. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Sage. I'm not trying to be out, out on the town. It really? It stinks. Have you never heard smoke? I have. Yeah, but you're supposed to use it to just clear the air. You're not yeah. supposed to be burning it every day. You've got bad vibes to oh, so that's yeah. why. <laughs> like, if you move into a new house or if you if you go to a like hotel room, yeah, you just want to yeah, clear out the bad energy. Out, you don't yeah. know who was there before you, and then you just, you know. Hotel room, you know, pack sage. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pack sage when I go to Lisbon. To a hotel My room. apartment when I go to Lisbon, yeah. I'm going to sage that whole place. I don't know what demons were there before me. Are you going to think? Affirmation? I might go because I'm going to be in Portugal anyway. So I'm like, do you know what? I should just do a day trip to Porto and just go. Mm. Yeah, my I'll see who's going. Um, <laughs> guys, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. How can everyone stay in contact with you? Most importantly, with everything you got going on. Um, 
Twitter and Instagram, Shantae J. Just follow all the things. Don't send abuse as well, please. Yeah, Respect. I get enough of that, please. I'm so tired. I'm always so scared to check my message requests because I don't know what 15-year-old white boy is calling me every name under the sun. I just don't know. I should hire. I should do a service that you can hire, like, demand them to end up beating up trolls. I was thinking, like, there needs to be a show like Catfish where you meet your trolls because there's so many of my trolls I would love to meet. Like, if we just meet in Hyde Park and we just fight, I don't know, just let's but, just do it. But that's the thing. They're going to meet you and they're going to be like, oh, it's not that. Uh, you're actually a nice person. It's just... But um, yeah, for me, just Taser Black on everything. Um, yeah, Taser Black on Twitter, Taser Black on Instagram. And yeah, those are the main two that I use anyway. Sick. Thank you. Another sick episode of No Captain. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Mm-hmm.